welcome to Stay at Home, Mom, with your illustrious host, Leslie Goodgesell, mother to six beautiful daughters, wife to an amazingly hardworking and supportive husband, homeschooler, and homesteader in the making. Join me on this journey, this blessing of what motherhood looks like. Episode 35, take 13. (laughs) Welcome to this week's episode of Stay at Home, Mom. It's the end of the year. I'm so glad you're here. We're going to talk about all the things. I mean, because that's what I do, right? I just talk about all the things, whatever's going on in my life. You get to hear about it and you get to join me in exploring what it means to become an amazing mom. And some of you that's like, what it's like to become an amazing husband to an amazing mom or life, right? Because I know that I don't only have moms and women that listen to this podcast. And I welcome everybody and I love everybody to have input and share their experience. Thank you for joining me this week. I have tried 13 times to record this episode. I have lost clips. I've had interruptions. It has been one thing after another. So, We're praying that we will get through this. And Lord, I pray that your words will be on my lips, that you will give me the message that I need to share to end this calendar year and speak life to all of my listeners. Thank you again for being here. I am so glad you're with me. I am so glad that this calendar year is coming to an end, not because it was a terrible year, because, I mean, well, I'm not going to lie, it was definitely trying at times. But because I really enjoy the newness of things, I like the idea of having new goals and new focus. There's something so refreshing about starting over, right? And that's kind of what we've been taught. You know, we follow this Gregorian calendar. This is how we do the things. This is this is how the world operates, right? Some people in certain faiths don't do it that way. We technically don't celebrate this as the quote unquote new year. Because by our faith, that actually comes the first new moon after the spring equinox. So for us, it's a little different. But we do celebrate the end of the fiscal year because, you know, I still have to file taxes and do all the things. (laughs) We make new goals. We make new business goals, farm goals, because everything that we do in this world actually runs on the world schedule. So here we are ending 2023. We've had super high highs. We've had super low lows. And you have joined me for most of it. And I'm so thankful. I have laughed. I have cried. I have prayed. I have grown. I have become more of who I pray I was created to be. And one of the things that we do as a family every year is we sit down and we decide, you know, what are our goals for this year? What are the things that we really want to focus on? And what are the areas like we know the things that we've struggled in, but Can we improve in that? Or is that maybe something we just need to let go and not even deal with anymore? So James and I, because he heard his back this week and could not move, I had a captive audience and we sat down and decided to hash out what our goals were. Well, before I get to what our 2024 goals are, let me recap what our 2023 goals were. I don't know that I shared these with you. We had four goals for our family, our farm for the year of 2023. They consisted of being debt free, finishing our home, 
cleaning up our property and making our farm profitable. So did we accomplish any of that? Let me hear a resounding. I'm sure everybody knows. <laughs> we are not yet debt free. We are really working towards that and it will happen soon. I promise you that. We do not have our house finished, but we are working towards that. We did clean up our property. That was a big thing. We moved into this place and it was trashed. I mean, literal trash heap on this property and we've cleared it up. And was our farm profitable? Oh, I guess it depends on what you mean by profitable. <laughs> did it save us money as far as not needing to go to the grocery store for specific items? Yeah, for sure. Like I got 240 pounds of sweet potatoes. You know, we had dairy goats. We raised meat birds. We have chickens for eggs. We have sheep that we're going to be putting in the freezer and a couple cows we're putting in the freezer. So yeah, for sure, it definitely profited us by feeding our family. Now, did it pay for itself? When I crunched the numbers, not quite, but I know we'll get there. However, I'm still considering that a win. I mean, we provided for our family in a way that we didn't have to put that money into the economy in order to provide for our family. So in that sense, I feel like we did pretty well. And I don't feel like we failed at anything because we didn't meet two of those goals. 50% typically is a failing grade. I get that. But when we're looking at life goals, I don't feel like we can ever really fail at a thing unless we blatantly walk away from it. And that's not something we did. We did leave room for our creator to do whatever he needed to do. And honestly, I feel like this year, it was a lot of working inside of us. So a lot of the things that we accomplished and we succeeded at are things that are not necessarily external. They aren't things that other people can see or grasp or touch or hold on to. They're not even really things that we can see, grasp, touch, or hold on to, right? They're deepening our faith and understanding of how our creator works and how much he loves us and cares for us. And even like the simplest little things, he cares about things like growing an understanding of how to communicate better as a family and with the people that we care most about, our closest friends. Those are the things that deepen and enrich who we are as people. And that is what we're always striving to do, right? That's that's the whole goal of living every single day and putting one foot in front of the other is to become the best version of ourselves and bring others along with us on that journey. Now, we had some tough times, times that really, really, really tested our faith and our understanding and, you know, cried all of those tears out. And I feel like in those moments, we grow to a better understanding of who we are and what our weaknesses are and where we can improve. And I am so thankful that I had those seasons and those moments this year, those times that tried me and grew me and stretched me, even as uncomfortable as it was. I am so thankful because I know it's just going to propel me into this next year with a greater understanding and a greater perspective of who I am and what I really want to do. <laughs> with all of this said, what are our goals for this year? So we sat down. What are our goals? Can anybody guess what our number one goal is? I mean, don't all shout me down. Like, I'm pretty sure you all know, right? It's going to be to finish the house. We need to finish the house. It isn't at this point being three and a half years in on January 1st. It isn't necessarily like, oh, this is a want. We are kind of to the point where this is a need. <laughs> we have outgrown this tiny RV. We are now in need of finishing the home. How are we going to do that? I have no clue, but the Lord knows. And 
because we didn't meet that goal this year, I don't feel like we failed by moving that goal to next year. Because as long as we're moving forward, as long as we're doing things to get us in a forward momentum, we're doing the right thing. Can anybody guess what our second goal was for this year? Probably not because it wasn't even the goal I thought we would have. And I'm sure everybody would assume it's to be debt-free, which I feel like being debt-free is always a goal we have. Even if we don't put it on our board as this is a goal we're focusing on, it is always something that we're working towards. Like, how can we pay this debt off sooner? So while we aren't putting that on our focus board for this year, our second goal is actually to start a Bible study. But, and I, if you've listened to me, you're like, um, don't you read your Bible every day? Isn't that already a thing you do? And it is, yes. My homeschool curriculum is Bible-based. We read the Bible together almost every night as a family and we pray together and it's something that we definitely focus on. It is the foundation of our faith and who we are as people without a doubt. But I think James and I have gotten to the point in parenting where we're like, hey, we know our kids are going to be going out on their own. They need to have a stronger understanding, not necessarily just like, hey, They had to read through the Bible in a year for school and they had to do some memory verses, but a deepening of our understanding of what scripture means and why it relates to us and why, why it's important in our lives. Like why, why even do it? Right. So we decided we set a day, we set a time every week. We're going to have a Bible study. And we even told our kids, hey, we're going to do this and it's open to you but you're not required to be there. That may also sound crazy to some people. What do you mean you're going to do a thing and not make your kids come to it? Well, our goal is never to force our kids to believe what we believe. Our goal is to model for our children what it looks like to love Yahweh, our Elohim, our creator, everything that we have. I truly believe the best way to do that is to not force your kids into your relationship with the Lord. So my relationship looks very different than my husband's. And each one of my children, their relationship is going to look really different than mine and my husband's. And it's going to look different from one another. I never want my kids to think that, oh, this is the only way you can communicate with your creator because it's not. How I communicate with him is unique to me. How you communicate with him is unique to you. But the best way to know who he is, is through his word, prayer, and worship. The more we get to know who he is, the better we understand who we are and in what image we're created in. Helping our kids to learn how to study the scripture, how to open it up and say, okay, we're going to read these sections and we're going to focus on this and we're going to do deep dives. We're going to look for root words. We're going to look for the meaning. We're going to go back to the Hebrew text. Hey, We want to deep dive into this so that we all have a firm foundation. You know, when this world shakes and and our lives feel like they're flipping upside down, I want my kids to know that they know that they know that they're going to be taken care of because they understand the word is the foundation for all things. Yah spoke and everything was created, right? He spoke and there was light. So his word is powerful and it moves us and it builds in us and it creates in us and all around us. Those are our two family goals for this year. Now, I share that with you. Why? (laughs) Because I like to hear myself talk? No, not at all. I'm sharing that with you because I would really like to encourage you, if you've never done this before, to sit down as a family, 
sit down with just your spouse first and kind of talk about the things that you want to see improved in your marriage. There were years where our goal for the year was just to be able to communicate better. And that's the truth. Like we didn't communicate like we were decent communicators, but we didn't communicate the best. We still had a lot of arguments. There were times when we were not in sync with one another at all. So goal for that year was getting more in sync. Your goals don't have to be big, like building a house. I don't feel like having a Bible study is big, but it is a goal that we are going to strive for together as a family unit. We are looking to actually live out what we read and not just let it be lip service. I get so sick of that. <laughs> I want to, I want to see action. I want to see it actually lived out. If there is a goal that you have in your family where I just want to be able to sit down and eat breakfast together, or maybe your goal is to make sure that I fold all my laundry as soon as I wash it. I mean, that's a legit goal for a mom, right? Or maybe it is to teach my kid a new thing, or maybe it's for me to learn a new thing. Like any goals that you have for your life, this is the perfect time to sit down and be like, this is something that I want to focus on this year. And it's even better when you can get your whole family involved and you can hold one another accountable. You can encourage one another. There is nothing better than having a full team behind you cheering you on like, yes, mom, you can do it. And you can cheer on your kids. Yes, daughters. Because I was going to say yes, girls, because I have all girls. But yes, You can fold all of the socks and put them away. You know, goals for a family don't have to be big and they don't have to only be small. They can be whatever fits in your family and where you are right now. I really, really wanted a goal for our family this last year to be to read the Bible together and pray every night. And while we didn't write that down as one of our major goals, we did it. We purposed to pray and read our Bible almost every single night together. And we focused on specific scriptures, scriptures that we really, really wanted to settle deep in our kids' hearts to the point where they were almost memorized, where they could, if you ask my kids, like, what does Deuteronomy 28 say? They could pretty much quote it to you word for word, like the first 14 verses, (laughs) because it was something that we read every night. Psalm 91, my kids could quote it to you word for word, the whole entire chapter of Psalm 91. That's because those were things that we felt were foundational for our kids to have and understand. So we focused on that this year. Something super simple. If there is just one scripture that speaks to your heart and you're thinking, I want to be able to memorize this and really know it, and I want my kids to learn it too, then focus on that one scripture all year long. We literally read the same scriptures nightly all year long. And then we prayed and it was it was amazing. It was blessed. And the funny thing is, is people think that if they're reading the same scripture over and over and over again, that it's just going to become monotonous and we're just going to kind of like go through the motions and it's going to become kind of like a religious ritual and it's boring. And then it's going to turn into a wah, 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 wah from the peanuts, right? For us, it didn't do that. Every time we read, and we could tell when our kids would kind of start to get, you know, a little bit like, wah, 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 we already know what it's going to say. We would stop them and we would ask them questions like, well, what does that verse mean? What does it mean when it says that your flocks will be blessed and your baskets will be overflowing? Like, what does that look like? What does that mean for us today? 
you know, when we're reading Psalm 91 and it talks about our hedge of protection being around us and what does it mean for his truth to actually be our shield, right? There are so many things in scripture that we can dive deep into. And even if you pick one verse to study for the whole year, there's so many things that go with it. So don't be discouraged by feeling like you have to have these big, massive goals or feeling like you have to have goals that seem almost unattainable. Figure out what works for your family. Figure out what your family needs, where you want to see growth, where you want to see improvement and decide together like this is a thing we want to do. And hey, sometimes moms, (laughs) I'm going to talk for a minute here. We tend to have like very, very big goals for our family, which are great. And I don't feel like it's wrong or misplaced. But we also have to be very realistic with what we're capable of doing in a 24-hour period. And life is always going to life. So when I say we prayed and read our Bibles together almost every single night, I said almost every single night because life happens. Life, life. We're always busy lifing and things are going to happen. And there are nights when we're out working until well past dark and we come in and we're too tired. We're just like, hey, be blessed, be healed, go to bed. (laughs) You know, it's like you just do what you got to do sometimes to make it through. Some people may disagree with that. Some people may be like, you're supposed to be in the Bible every day. I'm not super legalistic. I feel like it definitely gets us closer to understanding who our creator is and understanding his father heart for us. But I am not super legalistic. And I know that his grace is sufficient for me and my kids. And he understands that, you know, we're busy and we're always doing a thing. So I feel like the grace is there. I don't need to beat myself up over it. So know that you can make goals and a vision for your year and don't feel like you're failing if you don't meet it. Don't feel like you're failing if you miss a day or a week or whatever. Give yourself grace to know that you can just pick up where you left off. Start it again. It's not a big deal. You're purpose in writing out a goal is not to put it up there so you can look at it every day and feel like a failure. The purpose is to look at it and be like, hey, we can still do that thing. We still want this thing. And there are seasons where you think you want something or you think you have a goal and you get to a certain point where you're like, maybe that's really not the right goal. Maybe the goal looks more like this. And then you change your goal like you can leave that there and say, actually, we're going to focus more on this because I think we got to take this step before we can get to that thing. That's perfectly fine. Give yourself the grace in doing that. Like I said, we didn't become debt free this year. We didn't finish our house, but I don't feel like we failed at that because those are things that we're continually working toward and we will accomplish them. It is not something that's never going to happen, right? It just didn't happen in my time. That's not a big deal. That's okay. I'm okay with that. We're just going to keep going forward and we're going to meet our goals. I pray that that blessed you. I pray that it gave you hope and encouragement. I pray that you really sit down together as a family in this next few days and you decide what's going to work best for your family, what goals you want to reach, what you want to achieve, where you want to improve and how you can encourage and spur one another on in the word and in your faith. Build your home with your own two hands. Love your family. Embrace them and grow together. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode. I'm so glad you were with me. Don't forget to check out our affiliate links, Rejuva Minerals, which is EWG verified, 
and rating super high on the Think Dirty app for all of your makeup requirements. It's the only line that I let my teenagers use, and I've used them for over 10 years. I think it's the best. <laughs> There's also Kitsch for all of your hair care products and accessory needs. I have absolutely enjoyed their shampoo bars and all of the accessories that they have available. They are also a mom-owned company, so I'm a little biased to buying things there. And if you click on my link below, you can use the coupon code LESLIE15 to save an extra 15%. We all like to save our money, so you definitely want to get that deal. We also have an affiliate with Not Consumed, which is an incredible Christian-based company that provides Bible studies for kids, for families, or just for you. They always have incredible sales going on, and I have really appreciated the things that they've offered. We've done a few of them together, and I feel like they are pretty in-depth, and they really touch on some topics that are kid appropriate and adult appropriate, all things that we can work on. So you'll definitely want to check them out. Also, if you have any questions or comments and you want to interact, you can check out Instagram, stay at home mom goodie, or you can email me at stay at home mom goodie at outlook.com. I appreciate you being here and we will connect again next week. <music>